exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. DBM East Lansing. You think the Pistons are playoff bound? This MSU team deserves to be in a BCS game. I'm Alex Shar going solo once again. The Unibrow, yes, Anthony Davis coming to Detroit tonight. Michigan coming to Breslin tomorrow. All this and more. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. And tomorrow's game at the Breslin Center is going to be one of the best games since the Fab Five era. And hopefully the Spartans will show Trey Burke and the Wolverines how it's done. Also coming up later on the show, we're going to talk some Detroit Red Wings. It looks like they're slowly pulling it all together. Who would have thought that without Nicholas Lidstrom, the team is slowly coming together. Finally, with four goalies, now three. We'll get to that all and more. Welcome if it's your first time tuning in. Let me explain to you for a quick 30 seconds or so how it works. We start with MSU Sports first. That's your football, that's your basketball, that's a little bit of hockey. We'll get into that later as well. We do a little bit of volleyball, a little bit of women's basketball with their record-setting year. But then we jump to local. That's your Detroit Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, some Lions. Uh, we'll even get to some Lansing Lugnuts if possible. Then we also jump to your national sports. That's when it comes to NFL signing day, when it comes to college signing day, when it comes to free agent periods, when it comes to Chad Ocho Zero. And that's what I want to start the show off with. And what that means is each week... We at the Sports Wrap talk about a guy named Chad Johnson because the guy just cannot stay out of the media. And once again, Chad Johnson, after being cut from the Dolphins, after a domestic abuse case, uh, this guy is getting another lawsuit. And no, it's not coming from his uh, ex-wife this time, but this lawsuit is coming from the energy drinks. It's called Zico. And I guess that what happened, according to this article on E, is that Zico hired Johnson to be their spokesman. But this was way before the whole Miami Dolphin, before the, 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 the whole domestic abuse scandal. And this was prime time for Chad Johnson because after all that happened, Zico let him go. But according to Zico with his lawsuit, it states that, uh, quote unquote, this disparaged Zico by words and conduct and caused injury to their reputation. So again, Chad Johnson, once again, Chad Ocho Zero, not really making a good move. If you want to comment on that, number for today's show, as usual, flowing for the whole hour, 517-432-3893. The number again, 517-432-3893. Hopefully you can get us on the streaming Line uh, Right now, the website is currently being renovated, so hopefully you can stream us with the link if you go to impact89fm.org. But also, you could stream us on your FM dial, so hopefully you are listening there, too. Usually, David the Fever is with us today. He's out once again, so it's just me going solo uh, tonight, so... Uh, along with myself going solo, we usually have a special guest on the show. And this week, we're not having our special guest, but our very... Very next special guest for the following week on Monday is a very nice surprise. And that special guest this upcoming Monday is going to be Clarissa Bell. Yes, that's right. MSU women's basketball forward locally East Lansing uh, from East Lansing High School. Uh, with the record-setting year with the women's team, they face Michigan this weekend, just like 
the guys face Michigan tomorrow at the Breslin Center. But yes, the Michigan State women's basketball team with a record-setting year, Susie Merchant's team, and they have the Wolverines next weekend and then the Big Ten tournament to follow. So we're going to talk with Clarissa Bell next Monday on the Spartan Sports Wrap all about the team, all about their tournament hopes, and basically how this team has molded itself into one of the division's best. Stay tuned next week from 7 to 8, Clarissa Bell on the Spartan Sports Wrap. And along with Clarissa Bell, we always have our usual score of the week. That is right. Each week at the Sports Wrap, we ask a question. And how it works is if you get the question correctly, you have the opportunity to win a special prize courtesy of Impact 89FM. Now, usually we ask a trivial question, but last week we just got a lot of different calls, a lot of a lot of bantering back and forth about a topic that I think is is very very important. And what that topic was was Brandon Knight last uh, you know, week and a half ago. Brandon Knight gets clocked by Ron Artest with an elbow. Now, Brandon Knight is saying that Artest purposely did it, saying that he. Well, excuse me, it's it's Metal World Peace now, but uh, Metal World Peace purposely did it. Uh, the play should be reviewed. Brandon Knight was furious, and it, obviously with all the past with Metal World Peace and the Pistons, it looked to be something that they wanted to investigate a little bit more. Now, we got a lot of calls about who was the biggest punk to set foot in the city of Detroit. Uh, and when we say biggest punk, we, we mean which athlete has been the biggest punk to ever set foot, set foot in the city of Detroit? A lot of people said it's Metal World Peace. Some people talked about maybe a little bit of Chris Pronger just because of what he's done to some Avalanche players, uh, what he's done to uh, the sport of hockey. Uh, So if you back home have any idea who is the biggest punk to set foot in the city of Detroit, is it Metal World Peace? Is it Patrick Waugh? Is it Chris Pronger? Are you going to go along the lines of a very own Detroit athlete? Are you going to say that Delman Young was the biggest punk to set foot in the city of Detroit because of, of anti-Semitic comments? I mean, you can go along that those lines as well. So if you know the answer, the Twitter handle is at 89FMSportsRap. Again, you can go to our Twitter. The question is also there. It's at 89FMSportsRap. And if you get the question correctly, we are going to choose one random winner at the end of the show, unlike before where it's the first person to guess the question correctly. But today we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do it in the way that it's basically your opinion. If you think it's Metal World Peace, you're right. If you think it's Patrick Roy, you're right. You just got to give a reason to it. Now, if you are the lucky random number drawn at the end of today's show, you will receive a pair of passes to see Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg in Broken City. Yes, that new film uh, at Celebration Cinema. You can get more information about that. You can go online at at www.celebrationcinema.com. You can also call 517-393-7469. Again, you can call 517-393-7469. And, of course, we at The Impact would like to thank Celebration Cinema for their continuing support and remind you that you may win once per week. So again, for a pair of Broken City movie passes for Mark Wahlberg, and boy, do I want to see Russell Crowe. But if you have any idea who the biggest athlete punk to set foot in our city, if you have any idea, 
517-432-3893. We've got Dylan behind the glass taking some answers and calls uh, that will be that will be written down. We'll contact you at the end of the show if you are the lucky random number drawn. Line up for today's show within the next couple minutes. We're going to start it off with MSU basketball, especially with the game tomorrow. We'll get into Austin uh, Anthony Davis and the Unibrow coming in uh, and taking on the Detroit Pistons at 725. We'll get to more about that game, about the Calderon issue, and even about Andre Drummond's new rehabilitation. We'll get to that and more. 735, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Red Wings used to have four goalies, but not anymore. I'm getting rid of McDonald, and now we had a new goalie in that. This past weekend, and he yeah, had a pretty nice game. 26 days, we'll get to him and more. And then capping off the show, we usually have our goon of the week. And boy, is this a funny goon. And that's, this is a national goon because uh, usually we, we do something that, you know, it's a little goofy. But we're jumping to Twitter when we talk about this goon. And this is this this goon right here. You have to understand that this goon is not just a sports icon, but this goon is calling out Kim Kardashian on Twitter. We'll get to who that goon is and why he did such a thing like that at 7.55. But to start off the show, we're going to jump right into MSU basketball as the Wolverines come in tomorrow to the Breslin Center for a heated rivalry. Many compare that, that or even say that this game is probably the most competitive since the Fab Five era back in the early 90s. Uh, one little issue about this game coming up is the injured Travis Trice. And why that's important is, uh, according to Izzo, and, and look, we, we've seen Izzo, Izzo throughout the year uh, with his remarks about Travis Trice. We, we know how important Travis Trice is to this team. But the, the thing about th- this whole Izzo thing, about why, why it's such a concern for Travis Trice to that, that he's not playing is this. He says this, quote, of all the people I'd rather not be missing, it's probably him. That might sound strange to some of you, but we're just thin at the guard position. I was just watching last year's game in Ann Arbor, and Trice and Kearney were two guys that were in the game. End quote. So Tom Izzo saying that Travis Trice is the game breaker. He is going to determine the impact of this game on tomorrow night. Now, if you agree with Tom Izzo and, and Travis Trice, and then that he is the centerpiece for this team tomorrow and stopping Trey Burke, 517-432-3893. Again, 517-432-3893. You can also tweet at 89FM Sports Rap if you want to ask us a question, if you want to get at us about... You know, a certain a certain punk that maybe you saw set in foot in the city of Detroit. Maybe you want to take it back to a very own Bob Probert. You can go along the lines of other Detroit athletes as well. But yes, the winner will receive two pairs of passes to see Russell Crowe and Wahlberg in Broken City. So you definitely want to get those tweets in. But yeah, back to Travis Trice, since we are, uh, you know, we we do have this open line show with no guests today. Uh, let me just talk about this for a second, and, and this is relating to to Keith Appling and his role with this team. Now, we've seen Trey Burke from Michigan. This guy, over, you know, he's, he's, high, he's very hyped up by many media sources. Obviously, 
when he came out of high school, he did not have a Michigan State offer, did not have very many Big Ten offers, was uh, not very highly ranked by many schools. But yes, he did get some looks from a Butler. He did get some looks from a Valparaiso. And then he got a look from Michigan. And then he chose Michigan, did so. Uh, you know, the native Columbus man could have went to Ohio State, but that did not work out for him. And now he's established himself as one of the best guards in the Big Ten. Now, Keith Appling, on the other hand, Mr. Basketball in Michigan, very highly recruited by many programs across the nation. Now, and and this is a matchup that I, I think is a very big test for Keith. And and this is mainly because, yes, Travis Trice for Izzo, uh, he was in the game. That's what Izzo says. And, and we saw last year Travis Trice play very, very good defense. But the thing about Appling is this might be his first real test, and this is why. Name one guard that Keith Appling has played against that is quicker or maybe to the same quickness as Keith Appling is. The only guy that you can maybe make the argument for, and, and, and this is even reaching quite a, quite a bit, is Kraft you know, out of, out of Ohio State. And, and, and the, the thing about Kraft is, is he's more of a spot-up shooter uh, even with that. And, and when you talk about quickness, we've seen Indiana, we've seen Oladipo. Yes, he's more of a, uh, you know, a, a bigger, taller guard than maybe a Trey Burke. But this might be the quickest guard so far this year that Keith Appling has had to defend. So not only is this a test for Keith Appling, but this can determine whether you know his pro stock is going to rise or fall. I, I believe that this game will feature many professional scouts watching. Will feature. You know, many, many recruits watching, and, and more than that, I mean, this is this is a stake for who's the top dog in Michigan, because for the last, within the last decade, Michigan State has dominated. So, what are your thoughts on Travis Trice, Keith Appling, and the quickness of even a Trey Burke? 517-432-3893, I understand there are some technical difficulties today streaming Online, So if you would like to call in, if you're listening in your car on your radio dial, feel free to do so. Uh, another point I'd like to get to real quick is Trey Burke's performance leading up to this game. I mean, Trey Burke coming into this game is 18.2 points per game, lit up Indiana, and that's a very, very good Indiana team that, you know, competed with the Spartans. And if it's not Appling that's going to guard him and Trice is out, you're going to put Valentine on Trey Burke? I, th- I mean, personally, I think Trey Burke will will is way quicker than Valentine, and it, it will be very difficult for Valentine if he's running the point guard because we we don't really have any more. It's going to be very difficult for Valentine to lead the offense and get things going. Are you going to Are you going to put Harris at the point guard position uh, if it's not Appling? If Appling needs a rest and there's no Travis Trice and Brandon Kearney's gone, who are you going to play? So if you know, if you have any answer for us, 517-432-3893. I mean, I can go along the lines of Gary Harris. He can be that playmaking point guard that, you know, that, that will go on offense even when Keith Appling is out and, and make a difference. But, but you can go at the other angle with Valentine. You could say that, yes, as compared to when he was coming out of high school, there were some media guys out there that said he can play multiple positions. He could play a point guard. He could start over there at power forward. And he's very versatile. So what's the best bet for tomorrow's game? Are you going to let Valentine run the point? Are you going to let Gary Harris bring the ball up? Or are you just going to play, uh, let Appling play 38 minutes? Uh, give us a call, 
432-3893. And again, if you know, uh, not even if you know, if, if you have an opinion on who the biggest punk athlete is to set foot in the city of Detroit, if you'd like to win a pair of passes to see Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg in Broken City at Celebration Cinema, you want to tweet or call in. Again, the Twitter handle is at 89FM Sports Wrap. Uh, along with the Michigan game tomorrow, rankings came out today from the AP, and Michigan, again, ahead of Michigan State, number four, and Michigan State, uh, they're number eight. Now, the, the the main controversy coming out of these polls is, is not Michigan or Michigan State, but it's Indiana. And this is after Indiana, you know, had that big loss to Illinois, upset storming the court. And this is after Indiana, they've, they've, they've faced a lot of Big Ten opponents so far. They've shown what they can do, but they're probably the first team so far this month to hold the number one well, number one spot for more than a week. This number one spot is being tossed around like like it's nothing. Now, we'll get to our Goon of the Week later at 7.55, and, and it has to do with Kim Kardashian and even that number one spot, but we'll get to that later. But anyways, do you think that Indiana was fairly ranked at number one after losing to Illinois? Sure, they have the same record as the number two and number three seeds. They gave the nods, the nod to Indiana, being that yeah, they've they've had a lot of tougher competition. Maybe that they've shown that they they can compete at a higher level than some of these these other teams that are ranked two and three. But then you've got Michigan at four, who is still ranked out of state. And sure, this game will probably determine who's ranked ahead of who at the end of the day. But it remains to be seen. So. Any questions about Michigan State basketball before we move on here? You know the number. You know the Twitter handle. Open line for the rest of the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, Clarissa Bell will be joining the Spartan Sports Wrap next week as she talks about the legacy of this year's Michigan State women's basketball team, the legacy of Susie Merchant's 2012-2013 squad that has set school records thus far. And we talk about Clarissa's life maybe after college. So we'll get to her, all that and more, next Monday. I want to also talk right now uh, basically about Adrian Payne in this upcoming game because that matchup with Adrian Payne uh, is also a very, uh, very key indicator on who's going to win the game. And what I say that is, when you look at Michigan's squad and you look at their big men, you've got Jordan Morgan, you've got John Horford, you've got Mitch McGarry. Now, the thing about Jordan Morgan is he's not playing. Potential, it's still a little bit questionable, but we can basically count him out right now. Uh, Ankle injury, and that leaves John Horford and Mitch McGarry to handle Adrian Payne and Derek Nix. Does that matchup give you the edge for Michigan State alone? Because... You know, after seeing Adrian Payne and, and his potential, all the pro talks, this game will determine for him whether he will live up to those talks. So if you think that Adrian Payne is gonna is really going to show John Horford and Mitch McGarry up tomorrow night at the Breslin Center, I want to hear it from you, 517-432-3893. Uh, but also along with, their, uh, with, with Adrian Payne, it, Mitch McGarry himself is just another story because... As someone that was so highly ranked, playing as a true freshman on this Michigan team, he's got a lot to handle in Derek Nix. Now, Derek Nix, we've seen his inconsistencies throughout the year, but we've also seen a lot of bright spots. And within the last few games, we've seen both Michigan State big men able to carry a small load 
If Appling fouls out of the game with three points, if Appling uh, really can't contribute, if they feel like they're solid options down low. Now, the fact that, yes, they, they do have a lot to handle in Adrian Payne and Derek Nix, uh, does the injury to Jordan Morgan, does does that does that really do it for you when giving Michigan State an edge? If Jordan Morgan was playing this game, would this matchup against Payne and Nix be completely different? Now, obviously, we're in East Lansing, and there are a lot of Ann Arbor folks that probably are not listening to this show right now. And we, if we do get some Michigan State callers on the line, then it's going to be a little bit one-sided. Now, hopefully, later maybe in, the, today, uh, in this semester, we'll get some Ann Arbor callers. We'll get their opinions on this Michigan team as, as soon as March Madness rolls around. And we'll really hear from them about the impact of Jordan Morgan. But for now... If you, you Michigan State fans out there, have an opinion about his role with this team, 517-432-3893, you know the number. You can also tweet at us at 89FM Sports Rap. So with the big game tomorrow, uh, we're also taking some tweets on who the biggest punk is to set foot in the city of Detroit. Uh, getting a couple tweets in right now, uh, some some very, very interesting answers here. Uh, I have a Patrick Waugh for, quote-unquote, this guy from this tweet says, Patrick Waugh caused the city of Detroit to go in uproar. If it wasn't for him, goalies wouldn't be fighting in the first place. So, hey, listen, Patrick Waugh himself, if you want to get into punks and goalie fights, I mean, let's look at the fight that Jordan Tutu laid out on Ryan Miller last, uh, two years ago in, this, in 2011. Uh, that hit alone, I think... Determine Jordan Tutu's reputation for the rest of his professional career. Now, we'll get to Jordan Tutu and more uh, a little bit later in the show, but the thing about Jordan Tutu is that there was, there was a thing on Sports Illustrated came out today about the top 10 most hated players. And yes, Jordan Tutu made that list, our newly acquired Jordan Tutu. Some people will compare him to McCarty and Pro. Who, who compared to these guys? Who was the biggest fighter? Is Tutu the roughest guy we've had? Or is McCarty his legacy he's left out on this team? We're going to get to that at 745. But switching tides here, along with Michigan rolling in tomorrow, we've got the unibrow man rolling in tonight. And that's right. The Detroit Pistons are hosting Anthony Davis' squad, the Hornets. Uh, that's going to go up at 730. Uh, the thing about Anthony Davis is he's coming off a really a really rough game. One for six shooting in 19 minutes. Uh, and I think that, uh, for me personally, I was waiting for this game, not only to see Anthony Davis finally set foot in the city of Detroit, but I was waiting to watch the matchup of Andre Drummond against Anthony Davis. Two young guys, very, high, very highly touted, within top ten picks. Two of these guys facing off against each other, that look to be future stars. Now, the thing that we're going to get to right now, and before we jump to the break, we're hopefully going to get some thoughts on this, is Andre Drummond. Now, Andre Drummond is officially out four to six weeks with a stress with a stress fracture in his back. Uh, how crucial is this? Should he have gone tonight against Anthony Davis? Maybe he would have had a killer game. And that that really disappointed me a little bit because now we're going to have to watch the Jason Max seal we've seen in the past two years trying to match up against this Anthony Davis. And we might have to go to the bench and get some other guys too. But and for the most part, I mean, you're looking at Andre Drummond 
with him being out. And there's some news today from Vince Ellis in the, in the Detroit Free Press about the rehabilitation of Andre Drummond. And what Andre Drummond is doing is he's using a bongo drum to help the posture in his back. Now, this is according to the Detroit Pistons trainer, Arnie Kander. Uh, he's saying that the, the, the act of, of drumming and the act of, of, of your posture, it helps straighten up the back. It would help cure those minor stress fractures and, and maybe will speed up his recovery a little bit. Now, the other side of the argument is what kind of distraction is this for this team? If I'm practicing, you know, if I'm practicing out and, and, I'm, and I'm a media guy looking at a, an Andre Drummond, literally drumming, drumming, drumming the drummer drumming, over on the bench, well, you've got Ronnie Stuckey with his mystery and what has going to happen to him. You've got a Detroit Pistons team that is not playoff bound right now. You've got a Lawrence Frank coach that this is, you know, is this is prime time for him to show that he deserves to stay here. And then you've got drumming the drummer drumming, distracting. Now that that's my personal thing that this is just a complete distraction, and that he shouldn't have been cracking jokes. He shouldn't have been drumming during the practice today. I think that's like a side exercise you can maybe do at home. I mean, just get some, maybe we can get a, you know, someone who's studying pre-med right now, maybe any Michigan State students. You know, if you're drumming you know, for a good hour, how effective is it? I mean, sure, it could help the posture. Sure, it could, it, it could speed up the recovery. I mean, I'm not a doctor here, but how effective is it? Is it worth that quote-unquote distraction that this could cause this team? Uh, and maybe I'm making a big deal out of this. Maybe, uh, maybe this isn't that big of a deal, and and that it, it causes some good humor. Maybe the Pistons will go on a four-game winning streak because of Andre Drummond, the drummer Drummond. Five one seven four three two three eight nine three. Maybe you could talk about uh, if you had to pick one Piston drumming. Uh, would you would you pick Andre Drummond? Is there are there any musicians out there? Maybe a, a Jose Calderon. And maybe he's got some musical talent. And maybe we should have a musical tryout for the Detroit Pistons. And maybe the Michigan State Spartans. I'd love to see Derek Nix playing the drums. I'd love to see seven-footers, six-nine guys playing the drums. But at the same time, uh, besides for the bongo drum and his posture getting better, four to six weeks of no Andre Drummond is very difficult for Joe Dumars. And this is why. Joe Dumars just acquired Jose Calderon. He just unloaded the cap. He's still trying to get a good judgment of that team. Now, if you only had Andre Drummond with Calderon together for a couple games, and you're still trying to get a feel of, of how this team is going to mold itself for the next five years, you can't really get a good judge of talent with Andre Drummond out. The same thing happened to the Tigers when Victor Martinez was out of the lineup for the whole year. They didn't know what to do with that lineup. That's, that's why they made the trade. That's why they made the acquisitions they did and, and dropped the big dollars. That's why they acquired Prince Fielder. They needed a, another bat in that lineup. So you're basically losing a bat in Drummond. You're losing a guy that has had the, the high ceiling that make, may make him an all-star in years to come. He's had those breakout games this year. And then you have him against Anthony Davis tonight that he should be playing in where he can showcase that talent. He could showcase that he can be a legitimate starter. He could showcase that he can compete with top rookies, number one picks. Now, agreements, disagreements on Drummond, 517-432-3893. Phone's a little silent so far today, but the tweets are rolling in. But we're going to jump to a quick break right here on the Spartan Sports Trap. How crucial is Drummond 
is that bongo drum still drumming? Stay tuned for more sports rap after this short break right here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. You're listening to Impact Exposure. I'm out of here. Th- thanks again, man. It was good. Wait, time. you were uh, you were hitting it pretty hard tonight. Are you, are you good to drive? Heck yeah! I am amazing at driving. Yeah, man. You sure? I mean, I can call a cab, or we fine. can uh, we can get somebody to take you home. Yeah, you know? yeah. Don't worry. I'm good. Okay. Uh, hey, text me when you get back. Okay. Stop right there. This is stupid. He's drunk. Friends don't let friends drink and drive ever. A message from 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Friday nights from 8 until 10 p.m., the Impact Flashback is your retro music alternative, playing your old favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Only on Impact Primetime. In a world where radio was repetitive and mundane, in a time when FM was playing by the same 15 songs, an army of new songs are called to battle. And only the strongest survive. Every Sunday night from 8 till 10. Sit or spit. Only on Impact 89 FM. Now back to Impact Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Rap. I've been drumming along with Andre Drummond during that break. Uh, yeah, back to him. And you've got your bongo drums there. And, I mean, there, there's got to be some other ways when you talk about rehab. I mean, we've seen guys swimming. We, we've seen guys do all sorts of different practices and methods to, to cure injuries. But I've never heard of of a bongo drum straightening out a back posture. Uh, this might be the first, if I can remember, I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to start looking up some things here, but I don't remember any other method when it comes to curing injuries. When you have an athlete, when you pick up something musical, I, I, I'm, I'm mind boggled by this thing. If you agree with me, if, you, if you're mind boggled out there too, I mean, I want to hear it. 517-432-3893. You can also tweet at us at 89FM Sports Rap. Who's the biggest punk to ever set foot in the city of Detroit? Is it Patrick Waugh? You're going to go with Delman Young and go with his brother Dimitri because you just, guy couldn't run very fast. It could be anyone. So you want to get those tweets in, you could win a pair of broken city tickets to Celebration Cinema. Yes, that's the new movie with Russell Crowe. And Mark Wahlberg. Uh, definitely would like to see that. Uh, another thing that you got to look at with this Piston team is, is Jose Calderon. Because a lot of people, after this trade was made with Dumars, very, very exciting in the city of Detroit. Playing very, very well for the Detroit Pistons thus far. And this leads me to my next question. Because not a lot of people are talking about this. Because a lot of people, a lot of media guys, a lot of listeners, some people are focused on what's going to happen after this year. Sure, they couldn't make the playoffs at an 8 or 7th seed. Sure, the Detroit Pistons, they could unload all their cap or or make a trade. But Jose Calderon is really meshing well with this team so far. He's played 3-4 games. He's certainly put up some pretty good statistics. And and my, my next question is that no one is really talking about is, 
if he keeps this up for a good four or five games down the road from now, do you look if the price is right to give Jose an extension? Because, correct me if I'm wrong if you're listening, but as far as, if if the Pistons are winning games with Jose Calderon, there's no reason to to change an essential piece that you brought in if he's playing well the expectations. I mean, if if it's not Jose Calderon, you, you can maybe get rid of Stucky like some people might think might happen. You you can go along the free agent wire and, and go after a Josh Smith, go after a Dwight Howard, and go after a big-name guy and, and try to mold a different model of team. You can go for that big two, big three model maybe. You, you, you can consider maybe in two years that, that Andre Drummond and Brandon Knight could be those guys that, that, that will pan out to be those all-star caliber players. But for now, you've got Jose Calderon, who is playing very well. Now, on the other side of things, Tayshawn Prince went 8-for-8 eight eight last night, and Austin Day put up 16 in a Memphis win. So on the other side of things, yeah, we have a very good player called around. We we're winning our last two games, but Tayshawn and, and Austin Day are playing very well too. So another very big thing to look at. Uh, along with Calderon, you know, if it's not him, are, are there any guys that you think that the Pistons should go after when it comes to trade talks? Uh is the, are there any free agent guys that, that aren't really being talked about right now next year? Maybe some low-key signings? Uh, flashback to two uh, three years ago when we when the Pistons dropped all their cap on Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva. That blew everyone's mind. No one assumed that the Pistons were going to unlo- unload all that money on two uh, above-average players, you know, maybe 27, 28, towards the peak of their career. Their peak of their careers were not very good, but that was a surprise to many people. If you're listening out there, tell us the next Charlie V surprise. Who is it going to be? And along with the Charlie V surprise, would you be surprised if he stays on this team too? I mean, sure, he's got a lot of money too on the cat books, but who knows? He's had some big shots for this team. He's made some decent plays along the years, but he also has negatives. So if you think that Charlie V and even maybe Brandon Knight could could pan out on this team down the road, and maybe even a Ronnie Stuckey could stay, feel free to call in, 517-432-3893. You can tweet at us at 89FM Sports Rap. And also remember to tune in next week because we have Clarissa Bell with us on the Spartan Sports Rap talking about that Susie Merchant legacy team this year. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that as we uncover the mystery of what sparked this woman's team. And why now? Uh, we'll jump now from the Detroit Pistons to our very, very loved Detroit Red, uh, Detroit Red Wings. As the Detroit Red Wings are starting to, to pull some things together. Uh, breaking news today. Uh, the, the, the Detroit Red Wings uh, put goaltender, goaltender Joey McDonald on waivers. Now, the thing about McDonald is, sure, he's a fine goalie. He was out 10 months with, with an injury that that definitely limited the team for judging his talent. But the other thing about McDonald is that he did have some potential. And there are many people, many listeners, many many analysts, many players that liked McDonald and what he could bring. Uh, there were some guys that were not fans of McDonald, that thought that Howard's our guy for years to come. We we put we put Gustafson we put all that money in Gustafson and, and then he's our backup guy. Joey McDonald doesn't really have a future here in Detroit. But then you can go with the other side of it that says that 
very young. 2.16 goals against average in 2011. Incredible numbers for you know a very young goalie. Didn't play since March 14th. Uh, had a winning goalie record. But is this the guy you put on waivers that eventually gets picked up by another team? And that's the breaking news of today, folks, is that the, the Calgary Flames claim Joey McDonald off waivers. Now, sure, we've got three goalies left. <laughs> left. Uh, it's not even that we haven't left. They're not going anywhere. But the, the thing about it is that the three goalies remaining, very, very talented goalies. Jimmy Howard, Gustafsson, and then you've got the young guy who made his debut, who played very, very well. It was amazing. And 26 saves to start off, you know, he came out with the W. He looked very, very good. And not a lot of people were complaining. You know, he's got a lot of big future. He started off, you know, with the Griffins and, and down down on the lower systems. But he looked very good when he needed to fill in. So although Joey McDonald had his potential, I mean, Mrazic certainly did the job correctly. And I think many people could argue that this is a good future goalie for this team if Howard doesn't pan out, if we want to allocate that money somewhere else, whatever Ken Holland wants to do. But for right now, they did have four goaltenders. So so personally, I, I don't think that letting go McDonald was that big of a deal. Sure, how bad would it be if McDonald becomes an all-star on, on, on Calgary? But right now, he's he still got a, long, a lot of years to go. So... If you feel that McDonald was quite a quite a big loss for this team, five one seven four three two three eight nine three, you could also tweet at us at eighty nine FM Sports Rap. Uh, some of you also uh, should know that with with Gustafson, uh, with his bulging disc injury, this guy is on the horizon to return soon, and this is why, according to M Live today from Dave Mayo, Gustafson is making some progress. He had his longest skate session ever. Since being hurt, ten, uh, since being hurt months ago, he skated for fifteen min- fifty minutes, not fifteen, fifty, with no injuries, no pain, no hurting, no problems in his groin area like he suffered earlier in the year. So, with all that money that some people may have assumed that was a quote unquote wasted investment in Gustafsson, it's looking that he can maybe return before postseason. So, how lovely would that be to see our third goalie return? For our hopeful playoff run. Uh, also, very important to know was that LA Kings game the other night. Jimmy Howard putting on 45 saves. Uh, but as Art Regner from Fox Sports Detroit talked about on his video blog today, he's still got a long way to go. He's only 24th in the league with goals uh, goals against average. Uh, elitist performance with 45 saves, but... Jimmy Howard, it, it remains to see his consistency. And, and a lot of critics for this Red Wing team will put the blame on the defense. Some will put the blame on Howard. Uh, that remains to be seen as well. So if you have an opinion on, on what the blame is for, for Jimmy Howard's performance this year uh, and his inconsistencies, feel free to call in or tweet. Uh, we also want to go about that final goal in the LA King game last night. And remember, this is a, this is a Stanley Cup champion King team. Sure, they started off the year losing 6 nothing. Sure, they started off the year, and they still are continuing the year with a lot of question marks on that team. But this is a Red Wing team that is expected to be a rebuilding year. They lost a perennial player, player of the decade, according to 
<laughs> according to some uh, ESPN and, and other news sources, that Nicholas Lidstrom won player of the decade. But you're, you're not only are you, are you losing the player of the decade, but you're, you're losing a guy that will give you a plus-minus day in and, day, and night out that is unbeatable by any defenseman in the league. Now, sure, we lost Brandon Smith, too. Sure, there have been some other guys on this Red Wing team that have, have taken some other paths with other teams. But you've also got to know that they've got some good guys coming up. Erickson, Jonathan Erickson, certainly showed in that last game why he deserves to be here. Certainly with his size, his checking ability, his awareness, anchoring that defense. But some also realize that he's just got a lot of potential, just has not honed into it yet. Now, uh, personally, with Jonathan Erickson, I, I personally feel that as the year goes on, we'll see him slowly become the new leader on that defense. I mean, if it's not Jonathan Erickson, who is it going to be? Is Cronwall going to ultimately be the guy that, that's going to that's gonna have that point-minus ratio that Lidstrom have, or, or was close to having? Are you going to try to get Cronwall to as close as that level that, that Lidstrom once was? Or is Erickson going to be the guy with his size and frame that's similar to Char, similar to, to Pronger, similar to these big prototypical defensive guys in the NHL? Uh, another thing to note uh, are the are the injuries uh, on this defense because it, is Howard really keeping them in games or, or are the injuries to blame too? So you can go both ways on that. We'd love to hear your calls, although with all the technical difficulties today, 517-432-3893. Also, tweet at us at 89FM Sports Rap. Remember, if there is not a clear winner, if the answer is not creative of, uh, creative enough today, we're going to do the same question next week when we have Clarissa Bell on with us. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that and more right here on Impact 89FM. Uh, another very, uh, very good nugget of information I want to talk about is the top 10... Sports Illustrated list of most hated players. And the other day I was watching the play last year when Tutu clocked Ryan Miller in the crease, did not stop, uh, started a whole entourage of, of, of breakouts between the Predators and the Sabres that every year when they play each other, they always have that, that, that similar attitude when the Red Wings play the Blackhawks or when the Red Wings play the Avalanche. But... It certainly caused a lot of controversy when the Wings acquired a Jordan Tutu-type player. And this isn't a Jordan Tutu that, that necessarily likes to start things with, with opposing players, but you know he, he brings an aspect to this team that, that Darren McCarty also displayed. We, we've seen that, that grinding, that, that, you know, that tough checker, aggressive player that's going to get in the box like Holmstrom and take some hits, that's... It's going to block the goalie, deflect some, deflect some shots, deflect some passes, make sure that nothing, uh, that nothing will get in the way when, when, you're, when you're trying to be a top contender. Now, I also want to compare him to McCarty and, and some of these guys that the Red Wings have had in the past and, and see if 2-2 matches up. Is 2-2 a better representation? Because you know, back in the day when McCarty was roughing up people, we saw McCarty hated by many teams. We we saw McCarty get injured quite a bit, and Tutu, sure, he's he's had his fair share as well. But so far, are are you impressed with how Tutu has played? And with Todd Bertuzzi out for the weekend, you know how crucial is Tutu's performance, they, uh, game in and game out, especially with the veteran team that the Red Wings have. Yeah, 
this is a team that requires, with as short of a season that we have, games every night, every two nights, it's going to be very, very difficult to play these games. Now, if, if Jordan Tutu can pan out and, and keep on that list at number eight, to be exactly, the number eight most hated player, uh, if he could stay on that list and, and continue to be ex- uh, consistent, then this team can make a, a solid foundation, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, on what they're going to do in the playoffs. Uh, back to Todd Bertuzzi uh, and, and, and even the forwards on this team. There, there was something that also came out the other day about Wayne Gretzky. And this is probably one of the most important nuggets of information that I want to get to. And Wayne Gretzky came out. Uh, this is coming from the Detroit Free Press. Uh, this is from Kirkland Crawford. Gretzky's coming out, confessing his love to Zetterberg, confessing that he's one of the best forwards in the last decade. He said this, quote, My favorite player over the last 10 years has been Zetterberg. I think Zetterberg is the best player in the game at his age. He's been so physically beat up from the Stanley Cup playoffs, Olympics, all that goes with that. But he's just very special. I think he's the best Swedish player they've ever put into the National Hockey League. And there have been a lot of great ones, from Salming to Lidstrom. End quote. Wow. Now, that right there, you're saying that there have been a lot of great Swedish players, from Lidstrom to Salming. But Gretzky... Although the recent retired and player of the decade in Nicholas Lidstrom, you're, you're giving, Gretzky is giving Henrik Zetterberg the nod. He's, he's publicly going out and talking about how phenomenal Henrik Zetterberg is. And that he, over the past 10 years, it's been his favorite player. Right before that, very important to know, Gretzky went and complimented Penguins captain Sidney Crosby, calling him the best. But here's the question I have for you, Gretzky. If, if, if Crosby 